What does filmed for IMAX mean? It isn't just a movie that'll look great on IMAX's screens. It means that hiding from a sandstorm feels like fear in every flicker. And every triumph is felt in every sound wave. And the things we've only imagined, you can truly experience those too. That's what filmed for IMAX means. Get tickets to experience Dune Part 2 now and IMAX's exclusive expanded aspect ratio. Has the winter season taken a toll on your tile, upholstery, carpet? Call Cyclone Cleaners, 570-726-6200. For all your carpet, upholstery, and ceramic tile cleaning needs, it's Cyclone Cleaners. Also offering odor treatment and soil and stain guard. Choose the only cleaning company that supplies the water to clean your home and disposes of it when they are finished. Call Cyclone Cleaners to schedule your cleaning today, 570-726-6200. Meg 2 is in theaters now, and I guess with Jason Statham on board, the name Too Meg Too Furious was just a little on the nose. Hello everybody, I'm Dan Merle, here with my review of Meg 2 The Trench, which is the sequel to 2018's The Meg, which banked about half a billion dollars around the world five years ago. This sequel is directed by Ben Wheatley, with a screenplay from John and Eric Hober, and Dean Dragaris returning from the first movie. And Meg 2 features a returning Jason Statham as Jonas Taylor, who's now become sort of a Greenpeace Batman. He spends his spare time doing, like, vigilante exposures of polluters, and then goes back to the research base where, of course, they're still looking at the trench, which is this area of the ocean below the ocean where the megalodons and other prehistoric creatures live. The only other returning characters are Cliff Curtis as Jonas's friend Mac, Sophia Can as the precocious, now 14-year-old Mei Ying, and Paige Kennedy as engineer DJ. And if you don't remember who those characters are, you can take a little bit of solace in the fact that number one, neither did I, and number two, it doesn't matter. Chinese star Wu Jing joins the cast as some Someone related to the Chinese stars from the last film that aren't returning for this one. Like the last Meg movie, this one is a Chinese co-production between production companies in China and the United States. Whether it will find success in either country is a big question, and it will be discouraging if it finds success anywhere. Now, as you can imagine, because reasons, eventually there's a breach in this thermocline barrier, which protects our world from the world of the Megs, and some prehistoric animals get through to menace humanity. Now, this event, which should have really been the inciting incident of the film, happens about an hour and 10 minutes into the movie. Why? Well, because somebody on the creative team, in the vein of the last Meg film, apparently thought that it was much more interesting to show conflicts between boring human characters than humans and giant prehistoric sharks. Nearly every time this movie threatens to get interesting or lean into the kind of cheesy fun that a movie about fighting giant prehistoric sharks should be, we return to a stiflingly boring storyline about illegal mining on the seafloor and corporate espionage, complete with a cackling villain and even a traitor or two. I really don't know what could have been done to save this movie, but the amount of time that it focuses on this story really is a death blow. There is a scene in the third act where Jason Statham is riding a jet ski with an explosive harpoon in his hand towards a group of megalodons, and the movie decides in that moment that the most interesting course of action would be to start another shootout between Jason Statham and the main villain in the movie, foregoing what seems to be the kind of action sequence that everybody paid money to show up for in the first place. This is almost kind of like a producer's level thing of wanting to engineer a movie that was just interesting enough to get people in the theater 
theater, but bad enough to make people never want to see it again. There is one sequence that had a lot of potential where the team walks across the bottom of the ocean floor, but it is so poorly shot and so poorly edited that I couldn't really tell what was happening to which character, and also at that point in the movie, I didn't know or care even who half of the characters were, so any stakes that that scene might have had were completely out the window, and there were a couple of sciencey things regarding pressure on the ocean floor that, you know, I will give a movie some latitude, because you can't depict reality exactly as it is and still make a fun movie all the time, but some of the jumps in logic that this movie required you to make were just laughable, and it's also not necessarily this movie's fault that a good chunk of the world very recently got an in-depth education about exactly what does happen at pressures this deep. That education was, of course, the byproduct of an unfortunate real-life tragedy and not an artistic tragedy like this movie. The last Meg movie did something similar. It focused on way too many human storylines that I could not care less about, but at least it had a few moments kind of interspersed here and there that were enjoyable. You had this wacky Rain Wilson performance, whatever he was doing in the movie. I didn't really like the last Meg movie, but I didn't hate it. If you've seen the trailer for Meg 2 The Trench, then I can tell you that you have seen literally every single interesting moment that this movie has to offer. And if you haven't seen the trailer for Meg 2 The Trench, then I must warn you that in this one hour and 56 minute movie, there are barely three minutes of anything that's remotely interesting. I'm a proponent of the idea that art is subjective, but just on a basic level, it's really hard for me to figure out how anybody at any stage in the production of this movie could have looked at the screenplay or any version of this film and said, that's the best we can do. Sometimes you do the best you can do and you fail. I don't think that's what happened here. It's hard for me to believe that anybody actually put 100% effort into the production or the making of this movie, except for the technical level. It actually looks good and the special effects aren't bad. But other than that, it is just a black Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive offers. 15178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe and Summit 4xe models in dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. Cole. The screenplay is awful, full of boring stock characters and lame jokes, and it even fails at basic screenplay stuff. There's a line that's been featured heavily in the promotional material and trailers for the film. That's the biggest night I've ever seen. Biggest bag anyone's ever seen. This was clearly written solely to be cut into the trailer because after they say that line about it's the biggest Meg that anybody's ever seen, the idea of actually having to face off against the biggest Meg that anybody's ever seen is never referenced again. They're just generic big sharks that everybody has to fight. It's a complete setup with no payoff, and it's not the only time this happens in the movie. There are so many points where the storytelling fails at a basic level. You have Jason Statham again on a jet ski, and there there are three sharks that are loose and terrorizing people, and he has three harpoons that he can use to fight those sharks. You don't have to be an expert storyteller to know how to make that compelling. Three sharks, three harpoons, the stakes write themselves, and yet only one of these harpoons is even consequential to what happens. The other ones are complete red herrings. They're just forgotten. It's like they wanted to set up something cool, and they're like, eh, let's do something else. The movie just chases its tail into another plot point. I'm frankly shocked that they were able to 
whiff on this premise twice because this is basically the first movie in that it makes all of the same mistakes over again, but it's twice as bad. I would have actually preferred a movie that was set in prehistoric dinosaur times with no people. By the way, if you've seen that sequence in the trailer, then that's all there is of it in the movie as well. But that would have been way better than what we have here. No actor in this movie is particularly good, but several of them are exceptionally bad, while Jason Statham plays the same Jason Statham role that he's done 30 times before. I felt particularly bad for Paige Kennedy. He seems like a funny guy, and I'm glad that he got paid to be in a movie, but the only contribution they give his character to the movie are lines like, damn, and get some throughout the running time, and I was like, really? Given the current state of the box office and the labor situation in Hollywood right now, Meg 2 feels like a relic of a forgotten age when you could just make a heinously expensive movie that people would see if it looked big enough. I don't know how many people will walk in the door to see Meg 2 The Trench, but I'm pretty confident that most of them will walk out the door disappointed, and it certainly does nothing to convince the public at large that the writers on strike deserve any kind of extra compensation, which, by the way, they do, even the writers of this movie. Maybe it's time to acknowledge that 48 years after Jaws hit theaters that we have exhausted the possibilities when it comes to the giant shark movie. The ratio of good shark movies to bad shark movies has been about 4 to 1, and that may actually Actually be a little generous. I think the last time anybody really did anything new with it was Open Water, which was about 20 years ago. Maybe it is time to sink this genre to the bottom of the ocean and hope, much like the Megalodons featured in this movie, that nobody figures out how to bring it back to the surface. I haven't disliked a movie from a major studio this much in a long time, and on my rating scale, I am saying stay away. I would recommend literally any other movie that is in wide release now over this one, and especially Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Mutant Mayhem, which is also in theaters this weekend. It's a much better movie than this one. And really, when you think about it, there have been so many flops this summer. I think a lot of them have been decent movies. A couple of them have been good movies. It's about time that a movie flops that really really deserves it. So those are my thoughts on Meg 2 The Trench. What do you think? Are you still going to hit theaters? You have been warned. Let me know down in the comments below and stay tuned right here on the channel for movie news, reviews, box office, and more. Thanks so much for spending part of your day here with me. Until next time, stay safe and I'll see you then. Bye.